SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Exactly five minutes past six o'clock this Monday evening at the start of the week here on the Market Update all the way through till 6.30 with myself, Hilton Tarrant. First up, as always, Google it and Foopy has your business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co today. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. South Africa's two main stock indices booked record closes today, lifted by a surge in gold producers such as Goldfields on higher bullion prices. MassMart Holdings, South Africa's biggest food and household goods wholesaler, says it has met with several important players in Kenya's retail industry as the unit of Walmart stores seeks expansion abroad. And the Land Bank of South Africa has grown its performing loan book by 26% to 26.5 billion rand by the end of March. The Land Bank has also launched the Emerging Farmer Support Facility project, which is aimed at helping distressed farmers and struggling emerging farmers to meet their loan obligations. Looking at the markets, the JCO share index is ended the day by up by 1.8% today at 42,497 points. The rand's trading at 9 rand 83 to the US dollar, 15.17 to the pound and 13 rand 7 cents against the euro. Gold trading at $1,338 an ounce, a barrel of Brinkford oil at $108 and the platinum price at $1,505 an ounce. Thanks, Kuga. This in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.ca today. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your farming business? Could it be the difference between sowing and reaping or just sitting? and waiting. Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Seven past six, David Shapiro of Sassfin back with us after a long weekend. David, uh, the market at a fresh record, mm. 42,497, up 1.8%. We've been trading between that 38,000 and the 42,000 mark since January today decidedly through that and we needed resources to take us through that was the only market that was call it undervalued and could provide the kind of momentum and impetus to actually push us through which it did today and surprise surprise gold and platinum shares but you know in the olden days and sometimes I yearn for the old days where you could sit on the floor because the pace at which the you know the noise levels and the pace at which the market moves you could actually feel here we sit behind a desk and you just see the share prices going up, you know, without any, any really thing, anything palpable happening, you know, so your pulse doesn't race, you just watch it go up. Well, you would have been seeing double <laughs> digits today, <laughs> oh, no. which would have made you hit I, your computer screen. I, you know, I promise you, and uh, for people who watch the market, this is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of move. You don't get 
Harmony up 20% in a day or Goldfields or the Gold Index up 12.5-13% in a day. You know, I'm talking about those kind of moves. Yes, you might get 5 or 6%, but I mean, this I haven't seen for a, you know, for a long time. I can't remember any particular market moving to the, I remember moving down in 87, you know, in one, but uh, never up like this. It's a really remarkable run. It is worth remembering, though, how far these gold shares have fallen, mm. down about 50% since the start of the year in round numbers. I so, to, so to jump this amount off that low base, you're not quite back where you started. No. You're, not even, you're not even halfway there. No, we've got a long way to go. Even in the gold price, I think we started off at 1700 uh, odd. Uh, at the beginning of the year, went down to 1,200. So from that point of view, yeah, and maybe that's why it doesn't feel that great, you know, to see this kind of movements because uh, markets have been hammered, particularly the platinum market. And I mean, they'd fallen uh, perpendicularly, you know, 5% a day or something like that for a few days running. So we are clawing back a lot of um, uh, lost ground. And the one thing that you have to identify as well, um, because I looked at the volumes and um, Anglo Gold, which was the top gold trade, only came at number 14, trading about a third the value of something like MTN. So not a lot of trade. I think even in Harmony, there was no more than 50, 60 million, which you see probably in Two Worths or ShopRite or NetBank or something. So mm-hmm. uh, just to give you an idea, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of trade, but naturally the, the, the aggression behind it was, uh, or, the, or you know, the, the passion behind it was fairly aggressive. Anglo up almost 7% on the day, 236,060. The last time we saw a move like this was probably in about 2009 when Mm. we bounced off the lows and there was that aggressive buying. Remember, this share was ex-div today. So if you add that back... At three round right. twelve, it's, this would have been up probably about ten percent. It is it is a big move. Um, Anglo's had hovered around the two thirty level, fallen to below two hundred, and has recovered that. So it it all depends on where the next moves are. Can we sustain it? You know, can we build on this to uh, to to build a real recovery, or are we going to find that? Uh, suddenly the buyers run out of steam and sellers come in and take the ascendancy. Because the background news is not good. I was looking at, uh, I was trying to look for the story. Yes, I know Chinese uh, demand has jumped quite dramatically in the first half, uh, you know, challenging the Indians in terms of physical demand. But when I looked on the FD and Bloomberg's and all those sites for stories, <laughs> there was no mention of it. It was, you know, Blackberry battles to revive its fortunes or Japanese misses, you know, Japan misses growth or something. So those are the big stories. So there was nothing in the, uh, you know, in the major sites to even, uh, you know, uh, uh, support this kind of a move. PSG's Sean LaRue helpfully uh, reminds us on Twitter this afternoon that the JSC, even after today's move, is still down 7% so far this year in dollar terms. Mm. The S&P up 19%. I know. And I think that's why we're not going to see much in the S&P in the next six Mm. months. Uh, there's a 26% gap. Probably other markets will start to move. Emerging markets will recover some lost ground. Uh, there's big news in the UK, big news in Europe. Um, the euro started to improve, went up to about 133.5, almost 134 against the dollar. Now it's pulling back that. So um, it, we need to build on this, you know, to, to, to really get excited about it. And if we don't build on it in a sustainable way, it can just fizzle out as well. Some of the usual suspects as far as the 52-week highs on the market is concerned. Uh, RMI, Rand Merchants Insurance Holdings, up there. Uh, the big ones, Nasper's, uh, MTN, as well as Richmond, all up there. Mondi, still higher. 
uh, after its results on Thursday. Telcom 22 Rand 25, and then Mixed Telematics, that at 6 Rand 31, following its New York Stock Exchange listing on Friday. Yeah, but I'm going to have to just catch up with, with that on you. You know, every time you bring it up here, I want to shovel under the table. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke about this when it was, what, 3 Rand, yeah, three rand and some change, know, David? Now so 6 Rand 30. I'm feeling really bad today. I missed platinum, I missed gold, and now I missed telematic. Was it? Mixed telematics. Mixed telematics. <laughs> we, we were set to speak to, uh, to some executives from, from Mixed today, but uh, they are in a quiet period now mm-hmm. following the listing. They'll speak to us in about a month or so's time. Other news on the market today, not much in the way mm-hmm. of company news. Uh, the PIC now owns 20% of Murray & Roberts. Mm, okay. That's well, a big are, number. It is a big number. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's only about 2 billion rand. I mean, what are Murray and Roberts? 12, mm. yeah, 10 billion. 10 billion. Mm. But uh, they've got a lot of faith in it. Uh, somewhere along the line, like gold shares, like platinum, I suppose construction will, will eventually turn around. Mm. And then uh, Anglo Gold, Chief Executive uh, Venkat, buying 1.6 million shares, mm. million rands worth of shares, rather. Insider trading. On the right. open market? In, insider trading. <laughs> Does he know something that we don't, David? <laughs> Uh, after a move like today, <laughs> no, he doesn't know. I mean, I'm just being uh, no one. No one could have forecast the kind of move that we had today. But well timed, you know. He's got a lot of faith in it, and uh, at least he's backing it with money. Fourteen minutes after six o'clock. Well, today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Full year results from South Africa's fourth largest construction firm, Group Five, show a 27% increase in revenue to 11.1 billion rand, an 88% jump in diluted headline earnings per share from its continuing operations to three rand 33. The company was the whistleblower and was granted leniency on all 25 of its submissions to the Competition Commission in the fast-track investigation into the sector. Four matters which it wasn't able to uncover in its own investigations remain outstanding with the Commission, and the group has made an undisclosed provision for a penalty. Earlier, I spoke with Mike Upton, the chief executive of Group 5, and asked him what the fast-track settlement process and all the emotive coverage surrounding it has done to government's confidence in the construction industry. Well, I think it's very clear that you know what's what's uh, been unlocked here is is, is you know, shameful behaviour for many years, and it's uh, you know quite understandable that there's great outrage not only from government but you know from from clients and and you know from the general public and uh, you know it's up to this industry to to really you know, make a difference now as to how it intends to behave and and you know what is it going to do that it can actually, you know, amend the, the history such that it is once again regarded, uh, you know, with the, the confidence in which it requires for it to, to be effective in the infrastructure delivery program. So it's up to, I think, the management of the industry to, to make a difference now. Mike, if we get into the numbers and into the underlying businesses, as far as the construction division is concerned, at the rump of the business, three quarters of revenue, roughly, uh, roughly half of operating profit. Is there work here in South Africa? The South African market is quite constrained. It's quite fragile, is the words which we use in the the, the, the general traditional environment of you know sort of civil engineering and building works. Um, so one one has to find your own sort of future. So that's you know we do that by being a multidisciplinary executor of larger projects. Um, but we are we're also a competitive player in in all of the markets. But we also choose to to uh, be quite cautious about what work we take on at what margins. So we may have given up a little bit of market share maybe in some of those areas in the last two years in favour of 
preservation of margins and the preservation of our balance sheet, which I think has come through in these results. Outside of South Africa, uh, you are moving uh, northwards of, of South Africa, but on a, on a very cautious uh, basis. Absolutely. You know, we're operating in 18 or 19 countries and have done for, for some years, and uh, each contract on its merit. But I think our primary focus is, is, is our sector strategy, uh, and then perhaps our geographic sort of strategy second. So, you know, that makes sense. You need to follow the money, and at the moment, the money is, there is money in mining still. There's money in the future in oil and gas and power in Africa, and obviously as some of these uh, bigger economies broaden, there's opportunities for more of our businesses and our buildings and our housing business. So that's, you know, a very cautious approach, following the money, not over-investing in infrastructure before we need it. Mike, just across the group, what's your reading of the labor environment uh, here in South Africa? Yeah, we are concerned about that. You know, there's, there's a lot of labor activism, and it's, uh, you know, it's driven by many things, the socioeconomic issues, the, the politics of the day, power, power um, issues within, within the labor movement and so on. And it has been disruptive on particularly the larger public sector projects where obviously labor has some influence on government there. Uh, we haven't had the same sorts of impact necessarily in the private sector, although we did have a, a strike in Everard, which we dealt with quite effectively. But it is a concern. I mean, these large projects, uh, the power plants, uh, even uh, the pipeline and, and other public sector projects are being held to ransom to an extent by, by labor. But equally, of course, there has to be a, a normalization of what's the, the, the right wage you know, for the right job. And I think it's a, it's a debate which, uh, which is, is not going to end any time soon, I don't think, in South Africa. So we have to manage it. Mike, just looking ahead, your contracting order book, uh, 14.2 billion rand uh, as of uh, June uh, 2013. Uh, the strategy of diversifying this, not only by division but also by sector, that uh, definitely starting to pay dividends. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that is why I think we've been able to show some growth whilst we've been very cautious on, on what work we take on. Uh, so I think it's becoming, you know, beginning to show through now is uh, the strategy of the group, our business model, if you like. And just looking further ahead, uh, if we look maybe two, three, four years out, the, the broader pipeline, the opportunity pipeline, what's, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your ideal there in terms of the split of work between uh, here in South Africa as, as well as uh, outside of South Africa? Well, I think in the short term, as we said in, in our results, um, our commentary is that we have a, you know, it's quite weighted currently towards um, South Africa. That's now the order book itself. Mm. And that's because we've had some big wins in the buildings market where we've been able to win work, you know, not from lowest price. So that's encouraging that we our brand is, is, uh, is regarded as a premium brand. But also, of course, in, in the renewable projects, those are big numbers and they've all obviously weighted our order book towards South Africa. But if you look at the pipeline, it's sort of 50-50 in terms of international, which is Africa. And, and South Africa. So we would see our pipeline or our order book growing more along the lines of sort of, you know, 40, 50% outside of the country in the next few years. That's Mike Upton there, the Chief Executive of Group 5. That full interview will be available on our apps. That's MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb now this evening, uh, as well as on the MoneyWeb website tomorrow morning. David, uh, too early? I still think so. I, we just need a bit more evidence that things are stabilizing here. You know, you want the South African portion to be, uh, to be robust and to, you know, and I don't think there's enough evidence. And I'm not taking, you can't take it company by company. You know, we've got to look at all of them together to see that the spend's coming through and that they're no longer sitting around. That there's enough, you know, that they've got to actually compete for the, for the projects now that don't have to sit around the table. Today's top story <laughs> was brought to you by MTN Business.
With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. This is the clinic that was started by the doctors that met in the school that was built in the village that collects the clean water from the brand new pump that sits near the bridge that stands strong and proud that joins all the people that share all the things that are found on both banks of the river that no one was able to cross. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. 21 minutes after 6 o'clock, while Platinum Mine, a Royal Buffer King Platinum, which operates the Buffer King Rasimone Platinum Mine joint venture very close to Sun City, saw its results for the first half of the year boosted by the weaker rand. Revenue up 19%, with headline earnings per share more than doubling to 87 cents. Martin Prinsler is financial director of Royal Buffer King Platinum. Martin, we saw it in uh, the Amplats numbers. Were it not for a decidedly weaker rand in the first six months of this year, things would have probably looked a lot different. Certainly, we uh, we appreciate the the weaker end of the stronger dollar. It certainly assisted us, but I think it also, uh, if you look at our results, a, a big part of our results has also been the focus on, on on cost containment. We we certainly we kept our unit cost virtually flat at 1.3 percent increase from the six months compared to, compared to the six months in 2012, and that certainly also has helped uh, our business quite a bit. What are you producing an ounce of platinum at at present? In ounces of platinum, we're producing for the six-month period, we produced in the order of about uh, 80,000 ounces. And at a cost of? Uh, our cost, our unit cost per platinum ounce was 11,756 rand. Not too bad there at all. You, you did manage to uh, keep your costs contained, as you said, just a 2% increase across the board uh, in the business. The shift in the global platinum market, we're seeing uh, European vehicle sales at, at decade-long lows. In fact, the lowest since uh, probably uh, before I went to school. Uh, Chinese jewelry demand, that is... That really kicking in, is, is that replacing uh, the, the demand out of the EU? That must be a long time ago you're going to school. But um, if, I, if I took a, yeah, you know, certainly from our point of view, we do not necessarily see a pickup in platinum uh, prices for the next one or two years, in fact. And it's basically a stock, uh, you know, it's an inventory story. There's, there's huge above-ground stocks at the moment. There are certainly, from a, from a demand versus supply point of view, we have uh, deficits, current deficit for this year is anticipated in the order of about 500,000 ounces. And uh, we anticipate that these above-ground stocks would be used up by 2016, around about there. Hopefully perfect timing for our Steldrift project coming into production uh, at that stage. Speaking of that Steldrift project, uh, basically building a new mine, uh, how far down the road are you? We are essentially about 600 and 42 meters down. We've hit the reef at 606 meters, and what we anticipated to be there is actually there. We can show the reef to bankers and, and so on, which helps a lot. Uh, we are now doing the uh, horizontal development of the project. The project is about 32% complete at this stage. 
uh, and everything going according to plan within budget, within schedule and so forth. You do have uh, capital raising on the horizon though. You do need to raise a fairly significant amount of capital to complete this. Well, since we listed in 2010, we've warned that we wanted to come, we would come back to the market in 2014 for capital raising. So it's been well, uh, uh, well sent, uh, uh, sent, you know, warned to the market. Mm. Um, if you look at the project, it's a 10 point, it's now currently, an, it was an 11.8 billion project. Uh, we've reduced that. We've incurred savings or declared savings of 416 million to date. So it's 11.4 billion. Of that 11.4 billion, we would have to fund 67% as the 67% JV partner, Anglo Platinum, funds the remainder. That's about 7.6 billion. Um, and essentially, we've, the project we funded, or the project has, has fund, been funded up until 2.1 billion to date without uh, any uh, utilization of any debt facilities or, or outside capital. We're sitting currently with about a billion of cash resources, no gearing on our balance sheet. So um, we would come back, uh, yeah, 2014, uh, later part of 2014 potentially, uh, 2015, early 2015, to raise that capital, and that would be dependent on on the level um, of the rand dollar and the metal prices at the time. Also, we are looking at smarter solutions towards our processing part of of Steldrift. We've got 2.4 billion in that capital estimate for a concentrator. And if you look at all the excess capacity out there, we are certainly looking at alternatives to perhaps uh, be a bit more smart, smarter on that. And that would certainly help us from a funding point of view. If you talk equity capital raising, it would be in the order of about 10 to 20% of market cap. So it's not, uh, it's, not, it's not a number that would frustrate, frighten the market and something they've been aware of from the beginning. Martin Brinsler, the Financial Director at Royal Buffett Platinum. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash standard bank. 26 minutes, 27 minutes uh, after 6, this business bulletin is brought to you by the Tourism Grading Council of South Africa, the only officially recognized quality assurance organization for accommodation and conferencing establishments. In this week's business feature, we look at asset financing for small and medium enterprises, a segment of the market that's growing strongly. I spoke with West Bank's general manager for its corporate division, Gerald Burton, and asked him how asset financing differs from a normal bank loan. Well, I think the, the essentially the main difference between a loan and a uh, asset-based financing deal is that asset-based financing deal is a secured loan. So essentially, we are not doing unsecured business or unsecured loan business. We are financing trucks and buses and and manufacturing equipment. So we will have a asset behind it, and it becomes a secured lending. So uh, essentially, that is the difference. How would you define a, a small or medium business? What kind of turnover are we looking at? Well, essentially for us, a small, medium business is, is a company that turns over uh, probably less than 40 million rand a year. Um, you know, we're looking for established businesses. Uh, we do understand that there are startup operations in that area, but, you know, the startup operations would normally go to the, um, the bank and, uh, and provide a business plan and provide financials, etc. The more established guys are, are you know, um, SMEs that have been around for, for three to five years, as I said, and, and probably employ 10, 10 or more 
um, people in their business. Is this the fastest growing segment in the market at the moment? Well, I think it's always been a, a, a fast-growing segment for us. You know, I think the SME segment is a big contributor to GDP in South Africa as well as the employment in South Africa. So, you know, it's, a, it's an area where we've got a lot of new entrants into uh, the segment at all times, and uh, certainly it's a, for us it's a growing area. So we have been focusing on this. As far as the segment itself is concerned, small and medium businesses spread across the country, is this a difficult segment to serve? Uh, Hilton, most certainly, you know, um, it is, as I said, it's the largest segment by customer size. And, uh, you know, you will find uh, SMEs in all corners of South Africa. So uh, it does become quite difficult to service. I think that um, uh, SMEs would essentially like a relationship banking model. But, uh, you know, that uh, is challenging for banks. It is a, a costly uh, um, model to put in place. So banks tend to react to SME needs, needs rather than provide some proactive solutions. So, yes, it is quite a difficult area to service. Gerald, does the risk differ in this segment uh, when compared to your medium-sized businesses or your large companies? Um, well, well, I think it would. I think your, your SMEs are obviously growing businesses. Um, you know, these are businesses that have been around for probably five or ten years, and, and even some of them are, are younger than that. So, um, you know, they're building a balance sheet. Um, they're building a, a portfolio. They, they're winning new contracts all the time. And so it does become a little bit more difficult in this segment. And I think it makes it difficult for the SMEs to access finance as well. That's Gerald Burton, the General Manager in the Corporate Division at Wares Bank. This business bulletin was brought to you by the Tourism Grading Council of South Africa. To find out how being star graded provides you access to millions of travelers, visit www.tourismgrading.co.za now. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended up almost 2%, 42,497 at a fresh record high. This has been the SAFM Market Update with Money, where we're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow to start for 6.30 now and time for game plan.